pieces of her. The Karen Slaughter novel was adapted to a Netflix series, and Kate and I were fortunate enough to attend an advanced screening with a Q&A afterwards. Moderated by Karen Slaughter, the author, had Tony Collette, who plays Laura Oliver, Bella Heathcote, who plays Andy Oliver, Charlotte Stout, writer and showrunner and executive producer, Minky Spiro, executive producer and director, and Bruna Papandrea, who we all know from Made Up Stories. We think of her as like a household name, I should say. We're like Bruna. She did Big Little Lies, The Undoing, and yeah, Made Up Stories is a production company that that really does focus entirely on female-driven stories. And so we talk about Bruna as if she's our best friend and we know her, but I realize not everyone knows what a force she is in terms of TV, but adaptations, really, you know, finding the books that will become these blockbuster TV shows. And even she, so she's the executive producer with also Leslie Linka Gladder, who did Homeland. And you mentioned Charlotte, who was the showrunner and writer, but she also worked on Homeland and The Morning Show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So these people, these are like heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen herself, Karen Slaughter, I mean, her books have sold over 40 million copies worldwide. So this really is just a dream team of women from beginning to end. Dream team. So we'll talk about the Q&A that we got to see afterwards. Yeah, where we got to listen to all of those women we just mentioned and where everyone got to see what we already knew that Karen Slaughter is hilarious. Just the funniest, (laughs) driest, wittiest sense of humor she packs such a punch. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you write as many books as she's written. She just edits in her head before it even comes out and on the fly. She has such a quick mind and I love it. I loved it. Exactly. But it was so funny because like I, I didn't realize, I guess it makes sense, that not everyone had met each other. I mean, like Tony Collette, who stars in it, had never met Karen Slaughter. And I, it was so fun for me to watch them in real time, realize, oh my God, she's fucking hilarious, which is what happened to us. When yes. we interviewed her, we, we don't know her, you know, we know of she her. She doesn't her books. do a lot of press either. Yeah. yeah. And it caught, I remember, I think same is true for you. Like it really caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, she's oh, fucking hilarious. Like what is happening here? I love this, but oh, absolutely. so that was fun. So we'll that get was, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start with the show though. Episode one, pieces of her, I mean, an explosive, explosive start. Mm. I don't know why it surprised me how scary and violent it was. Not a ton of it, but just it packed a real punch. And I don't know why, I say I don't know why it surprised me because Karen Slaughter's books never shy away from you know, that horror, that that suspense and and violence, certainly. And so I should have expected it, but I don't know. I just haven't watched anything like this in a while, I guess. It's always no. like, you know, cat and mouse threat of violence or dead bodies in the corner, you know, kind of exaggerated violence. But we'll talk about the diner scene. Oh, my gosh. I mean, did that right. knock you off your seat or what? Completely. And I okay. should say, I didn't read the book. So maybe if you had read the book, you I assume it starts somewhere similar or this diner scene. is. It does. You, you know I the did, premise. Yeah. Well, I read the first like chapter or t- I, I pretty much read, I think, 
what this first episode was. And I put it down because I know we don't, I, we don't love, I don't love to have the book in mind when I really want to focus on the show. I'll, maybe I'll do it in between the first and the last. So, but I did, I had read this scene. And let me tell you, it is very true to the book. But also when you see it, it's completely yeah. different. It felt so different. It felt more grab you by your throat. And again, the book did. I was hooked. That scene is just the way it is in as you watch it unfold. But man, seeing it with your eyes on the screen and not imagining it in your mind, it just has a, a, a much bigger impact. Yeah, no, I was... I, I very very just I don't know stunned also yeah. because again I didn't know I mean in there there that's I don't know how many minutes in it is but you know it's it's fairly early but but if you don't know that's what's happening what I knew about this show of course I know there's a mystery and a thriller and that you're that the at least from even news articles I know generally but I in my head I think had been focused on it's a mother-daughter story and oh, I knew there was gosh. I knew there was a past and yes. that she'd have to I knew that there was things about her mother that she didn't know about and the, yes. like the pieces of her but I guess yeah, so I was just not expecting this the that scene I mean and and right yeah. before it okay. all you have before it is this it's Andy's 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, it's very know. kind of slow. Yes. Like, they lull you into domestic right. life, normal. She goes to work, she comes home, she loads the dishwasher. Like the whole thing, it was very, you know, she's out of toilet paper. It was very yes. domestic, very simple. And then, damn. Well, domestic life, but then also this whole, again, the mother-daughter piece. You know, they're having mm-hmm. lunch and our mother's worried about her and you know, like you're not happy and what are you doing with your life and something that a mother and a daughter kind of conversation would have and yes. the daughter being like, you, we can't all be free of self-doubt like you, mom. You're mm. good at helping people. Like maybe I'm fucked up because of dad. You obviously find out she, she doesn't really know her dad. She can't remember him, she says. And then the mom's like, you know, you can't just fall off the floor. You've gotten too comfortable. Maybe you need to talk to someone. So I'm I'm in this mode. Like, yeah. And okay. we find out that that Laura had been sick, played by Tony. Yes. She had been sick. Mm-hmm. And and Andy left came. New York City to come home to take it to Georgia, to Belle Isle, to come take care of her. But that yes. had time seems to have passed. Whatever that means, we don't really know yet. But that time seems to have passed. And and her Laura, mom feels badly. Yeah, and she wants her to go back, her back to her life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and then and literally she's like, I love you. You're brilliant and beautiful. You'll find your way. And that is like literally a minute before the mm-hmm. shooting happened. I mean, so so mm-hmm. just to, to let, let's explain what my mindset was. And I know there was the, the guy, the shooter. You yeah. do get a little glimpse of like, do you know that guy? Like, So there right. obviously there was something a little ominous, but I didn't know what was going to happen. I was well whew. I have to tell you I knew exactly what was going to happen and it still grabbed me by the throat I mm. was I, I mean I had a visceral physical reaction I was like oh my god what like I knew what was going on and just seeing it it was it, and it happens exactly the way it unfolds in the book and it still really knocked me off my seat it really did it was powerful oh, it- it was. It was really yeah. powerful. The way it was shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my God! Seeing the people 
under the table and then when you just see his feet which is what you can imagine if you if you were in those situations and you're hiding yeah you're hiding under a table hiding all trying to make yourself so small so that mm -hmm. you won't get noticed and you just when when he turned around and started walking towards andy through yeah. the puddle of blood and oh my god yeah it was intense. and i didn't yeah, it was so intense. So I didn't uh, quite yeah. realize either I, until they said later, oh, you know, he thought you're a cop yeah. and you would step in and it would be... Kill him, yes. Suicide so could by die. cop or Right, whatever. right. That mm -hmm. he could die honorably as killed by the police. Right. Uh, but, but as we know, it doesn't come out that way. And my God, Laura turning the knife around and slitting his throat like that. Again, exactly how it happens. Like in an the assassin. Whole, and the, the knife through her hand. <gasps> she's just standing there with her hand up as if she's saying an oath. Oh, and she just has God. this knife through her hand. Uh, and she just doesn't react. She, no. But she takes many beats. And we have to look at it for many beats. Oh, it was so intense. It was so intense. We have to look at it from different angles, too. And then they give it mm. to you from, from Andy's view from the ground yeah. up when she realizes, holy shit, there's a knife through my mother's hand. Yeah. But just from, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. right? It right? was crazy. It was oh very intense. Yes. Very intense. Yeah. Um, and by the way, doesn't let up because she goes home. Now, we can talk about all the things that we learn, but she goes home and there's a break-in. So, I mean, this is we're not going to get any relief here from the action, at no. least not for, for the starting episode. No, it, I already was having a heart attack. It was so yeah. intense. And you're right. Then she's, it's raining, which, by the way, is that just like every scary horror movie? It's pouring rain. I'm thinking oh, the lights are going to go it. out. And then that guy with, with his hood up in the window, I'm like, oh, God, there's an intruder. Oh, God. Scary. I'm just like. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, oh. Very so, scary. Very yeah, scary. Was, no, I mean, it, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. and by that point, you know, like you said, we did get some clues, you know. We got the stepfather who has, <laughs> right. Yeah. And we get the stepfather who has raised Andy, but is, is not in the picture right now, at least not married to Laura. And he's acting kind of funny to Andy but also like it's also her birthday and so everyone's trying to negotiate happy birthday with what the hell is going on exactly. <laughs> and trying to be calm but also you know obviously trying to get Andy out of harm's way and it comes off in various ways you know just care caring for your daughter she is 30 she's not 20 or 10 or you know she, you would think she could handle things on her own but obviously the point we're meant to get by the end of this is oh you have no idea what's really going on here this isn't something any she, you might be a capable adult but no capable adult can handle what is about to to come through to you and so right yeah, yeah. no and it's we start I mean even from the minute you know, the ambulance comes and the first thing her mother says to her is don't talk to the police. You're like, mm -hmm. okay. Hmm. You're like, that's you know, not that's, normal. Yeah, normally that's what you would do and yeah. that that's her first concern and and when she's in shock and has a knife through her hand. So, 
you know, that's your first clue. And then even at the hospital, you know, what did you say to them? You know, and you see Laura's face when she realizes that she's now fam- like a pseudo yeah, celebrity. Uh-huh. She's a hero. She's on TV. And she's like, she, you know, okay, well, there's a reason she doesn't want people to see her. And then there's that, just that dude, you just see the back of his head in San Francisco. Yep, and he yes. calls someone and he says have you seen the news we've got a problem it's her it's her okay okay yeah pieces of her i know and what i find very fascinating is and and what already sets this apart from other shows that i would have expected okay she's she's upset laura is upset that now her cover is blown but i in my mind she's packing She's, you know, she's got to move on. She's got to move on. This, her cover's been blown. And yet she is insistent that she stays. She, and she and wants to Andy handle leave. it. Yeah, she wants to handle it alone, but she's going to handle it. And she doesn't run away either by herself or with her daughter. She is, she knows what's coming and she is going to stay right there waiting for it to come. Yeah. That's and her badass. Primary, it is badass. And her primary concern is just protect her daughter, protect her yeah. daughter. She's not worried about herself. You're right. She'll handle it. Yeah. But it's get out of here. Now, of course, you know, to Andy, it's like, what the fuck, mom? You're just Oh, yeah, of out. course. You're just like, this makes no sense. And like, what did I do? Yeah. But. Um, I mean, it didn't make why, sense she when she was saying it beforehand. And then now that her mom's in trouble and she is recovering from a surgery and now it even makes less sense that she is so eager to kind of get her out of the house. But again, that is because we are clued in as the audience that Andy has no idea what's coming. This is, this is a guy with the back of the head and say, you know, with a big view in the back. This is, this is something big coming. Yeah. Something big. Yeah. And you know, there's also the aspect of, which before the new assailant comes in the rain, you know, you see Andy sort of going through social media and the reaction to the way in which she didn't react yes. in that moment. As opposed and to her mother. Her mother. Very mother-daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just yeah. had that lunch where, you know, Andy was saying, I'm not like you. You know, you know how to help people. And so this is further piling on, you know, because, of course, on social media, people are also just maligning her. This is why women can't become cops. Like, right. she didn't do anything. But it, it wouldn't even matter. I just think in inside for her, it was further confirmation, like, that I, I, I don't, I'm helpless. Like, I don't know how to help people. I'm not as strong as my mom. And so you yeah. know that this is going to be a theme, presumably, yes. through the rest of this, of her finding herself and her and own her strength. strength. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you see it, though, even you get it pretty quickly because she does does handle that assailant i mean she her mom's got the bag over her head and she knocks him out so she's already taking the step of on her own of trying to because she's forced to to, and then she's watching her mom almost be killed but yeah she'll have to find that strength in ordinary times as well but but for the extraordinary time she does find it you're right different from the diner she finds it uh, right. when her mom so is I at think stake I'm yeah. gonna like that I'm gonna like that part of her journey their journey yeah mm-hmm. I agree I I agree I think that'll be... and I know that so much of what's going to propel the story of course is the secrets that are being revealed and the unraveling of this mystery of what what was in her mom's past but 
I'm just saying for me, I think I'm going to really, I'm going to like that. Of course, it's probably going to yeah. be the thing that makes you go f- click next episode, click next episode. But I think that part of her own journey and then presumably some sort of maybe more authenticity between her and her mom. I don't know. But yeah, right right now they're, they're you know, it's built, built on I mean, some lies I, here. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I, well, we could talk about that in a little bit. Let's, let's, we do have some clues about the secrets. The cop that comes to ask Andy questions about what happened at the diner. You know, she's like, oh, let me just ask you some questions. Was your mom in the military? Mm-hmm. obviously she's seen the video and and she knows even someone who's trained in many ways couldn't be trained to turn a knife around that's through your hand on yourself and slit someone's yeah. throat like that so so she's that's fishing. special ops level that skill is right there. <laughs> exactly exactly and then we also get laura when she's kind of in this weird state right she doesn't know you know, she's protection. She's probably been transported in her mind somewhere else. And to use those skills, survival techniques, but also to get away from where she was, she's asking, is it snowing? I'm cold. Yes. And so that's a big clue. We don't mm-hmm. know what it is yet, but that's a big clue to unraveling her past and where, where she learned this, where she used these skills. And then... Mm-hmm. When Andy falls asleep, she has a, I don't know, a dream, a, dream, a vision, a, a flashback. I, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's, we see her, it's snowing. So we get that. I, I don't know what, what more there is there. And will she be able to, how much will she actually be able to recall? And how much is she going to have to discover on her own? That's mm-hmm. an interesting piece I'm not sure about. They've laid the ground with, I think, for both. Right. Right. There's also, there was a picture frames on the wall. Was that, That's right. we got a glimpse of that, of a man. I yeah. didn't know if that was her father, her yeah, biological well, it was in father. A, right. It was in a or, frame that said, oh, yeah, I, what, I love daddy. I yeah. love daddy. That's right. Yeah. It did. <laughs> no wonder yeah. I thought it was her father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little clue so, there, Kate. Yeah. yeah. But then. But of course, at that time, we didn't really know. And then you see the picture of Laura with Andy's stepfather. So we know, right. you know, that, that they're not together, but we don't know. And that she calls him dad. So. Yes. So yes. They, they, and it sounds like she doesn't remember her biological father, yet his picture's yeah. on the walls. So there's more, more intrigue more around there. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and she's. she's She's got to go up to Maine. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, first, she's gonna first say, you gotta, she's got all these instructions of what exactly. you got to do. Exactly. I was just worried that she I wouldn't remember. remember. Like, oh, completely. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm she like, doesn't where's have a phone. Yeah. Yes, right. where's a pen, pen, piece of paper? I would Write not it on your hand. Yes. A mil- any of the things you just told me to do. Yeah, and she's they, were, go to, like, they were explicit. Yeah, Carrollton. Like, Carrollton. Where there's and a storage facility. Yes. Yeah. Storage facility. 320 I remember that <laughs> I see I've already and, lost it Anything and then she has number. to go drive up to Maine where in Maine? yes Maine? oh Camden 
Camdenlin and Don. Oh, so the two of us could have got, put it together. And everything I forgot, you remembered, and everything I, you forgot, I remembered. So, and uh, you know me. I mean, my phone is like attached to me. I mean, I'm sure I'm not unique in that. But when she's like, "Where's your phone?" and she's, we had seen in the scene prior, she dropped oh. it. I'm like, "You're gonna, you're, you don't have your phone? Like, oh, you got to be kidding me? Like, what? Yeah. Like being like going without a limb. What? What mm-hmm. are you gonna do? Like, I mean." Yeah, like but her also, no but way. even if she had had in I this know, circumstance, track. her mom was like, don't even do it. Don't even use I it. I know. Because it'll, it'll also be... track you too. Exactly. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad but yeah. And don't it's... tell your stepdad. Don't tell anyone where you are until you hear my voice, she says. Oh. So. <gasps> so yeah, their last yeah. scene is her just driving away from town. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In the killer's car. Car. But exactly. A, but there's the another car, car waiting for her at the go and get them storage mm-hmm. so she'll have a different car there i mean who intense totally believable but also crazy you know wild situation and so they really did i feel like they really did a good job with with laying this groundwork and what an explosive opener yeah what an explosive so good opener. i know a lot of dead I mean. bodies a lot of dead bodies and and gore otherwise, right? Because so she's got the knife through her hand. She slits the shooter's throat. And then also we see the second guy bludgeoned by what was that? Like the the hardest to- paper towel roll stand ever? What was ever. that? I was seriously in my head. I'm like, I, uh, is that the best you can do? Can you get a knife? Can yeah. you get who gets the paper towel roll? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not judging. I would, I do not believe I would be good in any kind of dangerous pressure situation like that. I'm not judging, but I am judging. Like, really? Although yeah. it worked. So, I mean, it, it knocked him out. But to me, I was like, oh, my God, get like a like a mallet or a hammer. I don't yeah. know. The yeah, paper towel something, something. Anyway, it yeah. worked. It yeah. worked. So, so. Uh, so then after we got to watch this special preview episode, there was a Q&A with all the people that we've already mentioned. Karen Slaughter, as we talked about, funny as could be. There were so many great tidbits into the show, into behind the scenes of the show, production of the show. I I'm, I definitely want to talk about cars. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah but, of course. And, yes. and then also themes of the show. There's so much. Where do you want to start with this? I, where do you want to start? I don't know. Whatever you want to start with cars. You you said cars. You want to start with cars? <laughs> no, I don't want to start with cars. Where I want to start, I guess, then is Karen Slaughter, the funny, dry wit that she has. You know, she's like, look, this ain't my first rodeo. I have mm-hmm. published many books, sold as Kate already said, forty million copies. I've had meetings before, and yeah, I'm I not. I'm no mm-hmm. longer. You know, like just starry-eyed and sure you know i'm sure she's had stuff options adapt my book yay yeah yeah and i'm sure she's had stuff options that hasn't gone anywhere she also told a story about sue grafton a Mm -hmm. very famous novelist Mm -hmm. had refused she said she couldn't even stand the thought of anything any of her work being adapted and so that was off the plate so this was not someone who was going to walk in and be wowed by someone who says, we really want to make your book into a show. And she's like, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. And how she was wooed is the most amazing story I've ever heard. She sat down with Charlotte, the showrunner and writer of, of all the episodes, and Charlotte ordered a plate of bacon 
and a milkshake. And Karen yep. was done. Yep. By the she way, was like you're my person. <laughs> by the way, my favorite meal, okay, especially wait, yeah, a plate now, of bacon stop, and a milkshake. Stop. No uh, I, joke. I'm no so joke. Mad that you just said that because okay. I was gonna say before. I swear to God, I do not know that about you. Okay. I've yeah, never you told didn't. me that. I would you like didn't. the record. It's to true. I That's true. have a note in here, but I was waiting for you to finish the story, and then I was gonna say I feel as if this is something you would order. I <laughs> can see you ordering. Literally, I wrote. I think Corinne would order this. Like that to me <laughs> oh. would be like something you would do. You'd be oh like, yeah, gosh. cool. No, and and the waiter would be like, what? And you'd be like, yeah, I said bacon. Yeah, and a milkshake. And like, a milkshake. what's what part do you not understand? Yeah, I can't I, even believe that you would actually eat that. I said a hundred percent. Yeah, somewhere around law school, it changed to a plate of fries and a milkshake. But oh, that so I mean, good too. Th- I that's mean. I mean, it's just that's me. That is and me. And it's oh, you, so. and you wouldn't change it just because you're no. meeting with a New York Times bestselling author and trying to adapt your book. You know, like no. meaning it's one thing to get it, like if you're with your family or alone. Right. I love that <laughs> this woman. Do you know what I mean? Like she says, yes. I don't give a fuck. This is what I eat. I eat yes. bacon and a milkshake. What's up, Karen Slaughter? I, lo- I love your book. I want to make it. Into yes. Show. No disrespect. Right? In fact, no. Maybe more respect. By the way, really quick, funny story. The first time I was called in for an interview, and I say called in because I had just had uh, my second child. I was at the time of the interview four weeks postpartum. I mean, I could barely like walk, whatever. But I, they, CMBS 2.0 was coming back. Everybody needed someone to work. And so I was kind of being called back after the industry collapsed. I went to that interview at a restaurant and I ordered banana pancakes a side of bacon (laughs) orange juice I mean I had like a five course meal and I was with two guys who had just come back from the gym one ordered granola and yogurt (laughs) and the other ordered just coffee and I'm like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm," like shoving my mouth keep going I'm I'm good no yeah exactly by the way I got the job I I worked here Yes, but of course you did. I couldn't not. I was like, I'm starving. You took me away I from my baby. <laughs> I, and I think on like a spectrum, I'm like, I'm. I do feel like I eat a lot and I order a lot, but like, I it, it's still within. It still wouldn't be anything like totally out of the bounds of normalcy. Like people would be like, you know, but I'm definitely not one of those. It's like I'll just have a coffee. No, right, just right. a salad. I'm not that, but I definitely would not order. Um, a probably not on an interview. No, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, an interview. Exactly. You're also the circumstances would matter to me. I would. I would regulate my behavior. Yes. Right. I would. And but that's. I get it. I get it. But this is what I'm incapable. She was just like, yeah. And then she said that you know Charlotte said she just fell in love with the story, and she said that you know it had everything she liked which I totally agree with it's the the theme of everything you've ever been told about who you are is a lie yeah wrapped inside a mother-daughter love story with a thriller element I mean you're right when you put it like that it's like really does it fucking everything I mean that's she was like no what yeah that's why I wanted to adapt it it has everything yeah and Bruna talked about how there are so many shows like this this is not, men. you know, breaking the mold, right, but the, that have men at the center. And where is yeah. the exact same show with women at the center? 
And so yeah. that was her driving force. And she, she I think she's And I love that right. Karen tells Bruna, like, I've <gasps> yes. been waiting my whole yes. professional career for you. And that's exactly right. Because Karen Slaughter even told us, like, she's been writing books with strong female characters that are sometimes in violent situations, mm-hmm. in crime situations, right? And that everybody kept telling her her work was too female-centric. And yes. when she said that, now what you're doing, Bruna, you, I've been waiting for you. And it oh, seemed like I the perfect marriage. That. Oh, I loved that. And and just to have someone say that to her when when Karen has been on decades of the receiving end of your your work is too female-centric. It just, yeah. oh, it just such a clear. And I bet if I you're like, Bruna, oh. yeah, it was probably like also like the greatest, one of the greatest things she's ever heard because this is her mission and yeah. she can see it. Too female centric. That's all I want. Yeah, exactly. So I loved that moment between them. I did too. I loved it. And I just loved the, it just felt like the universe kind of thing, right? All, so many mm. things that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruna had also said she loves world building or Karen said about Bruna. She, everything you look at, you might think different genres, different tones, different feelings, but it's all about world building, which is so true. She never just does like a slice of life. It's always world building and fascinating worlds. And then, and women's relationships at the center. And Bruna said, yeah, deep female characters plus heart poundingly propulsive stories. This is my thing. Like, right. what do exactly. you want me to say? This is my thing. Yeah, because she said, I think she's the one that said she's genre agnostic. Or maybe I read that yes. in an article. Oh, she, yeah, no. she's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like that doesn't, like, because she said she, uh, this I did read in an article, that she gets often asked, of course, like, well, what do you look for in when you're looking to adapt something? Like, what are you looking for in a book? And it's like, like, there's it's no. It's this simple. It's, it's it's this exactly it's like i'm not this is it right here world building so, and female centered relationships and and propulsive yeah. story yeah i mean yeah it has what's not more. to like there yeah, yeah exactly more please more please so so you talked about secrets and and i think even minky said it or it was charlotte Be- who said bella it. Bella said, like, you're only as sick as your secrets. Is that? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of them did. And and yeah. also this idea of, like, everything. You, you just said the quote. I, oh, yeah. Everything you know about your life is a lie. But, you know, I just wanted to say, like, can't, are, aren't we allowed to reinvent ourselves? Why does it always have to be a lie? Why does it have to be? I mean, to Andy, it's, it's a little bit more straightforward right she doesn't know anything about her mother who she has spent her entire life with but Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, where is the room for reinvention she just she did what she had to do when she had to do it and then when she didn't have to do it anymore she was happy to become someone else isn't that does that make it a lie it's so hard for me to to I know but it's also kind of what we talked about with Rosie Walsh with secrets, I mean, yes. What what parts the the lie and what parts the truth? Meaning, yes, of course, there are things that she doesn't know about her mother. Hundred percent, her mother has secrets, and she did, and she told her lies. Yes, but yes. 
how does it really fundamentally change a relationship? Clearly, she loves her daughter. Clearly, Andy loves her mother. And by all other accounts, they've the the love between them and the relationship between them is real. But it is. But when people say it's built on lies, that's where I have trouble. Like, well, what does it matter? What parts the lie and what parts the truth? Because the parts that are lies are just facts about her past, which sounds like she had to keep secret for a reason. I mean, they're very dangerous reasons, perhaps. So, yes. But in but in in Rosie Walsh's book, there weren't dangerous reasons. It's just those were parts of her past that she didn't want to yeah. share and, and Rosie and some of it I mean you it is not there's no clear line but I do think of some of is reinvention then always a lie mm-hmm. is is what comes before right. if you don't reveal it is that a lie I don't I I think there has to be room for change that is so fundamental that it feels like a completely well, different life Right, and I guess the other people on the other side would say, no, you can reinvent yourself, but why didn't you tell me? Is that, why did you have to keep it a secret? I mean, does everybody... Right, I don't know, I'm just... I know, no, I'm, it's just yeah. so funny, because we just watched uh, an episode of Friends last night that was Chandler and Monica are engaged. I hope that's not a spoiler for anyone who hasn't started it yet. <laughs> I um, think uh, it's a very yeah. old spoiler. And so they decide, well, we're married... This is so funny that we watched this last night. I'm just putting it together. We're we're going to get married, so we can't have any secrets. We have to tell each other absolutely everything. Now, Monica says this because she wants to know something that happened with Ross and Chandler in college. So Chandler tells her what happened. And then, of course, it becomes this really ugly scenario where they're all in the same room and screaming these disgusting terrible secrets about each other that really do not need to be known so what is is, and so they at the end of the episode they say you know what we don't need to know everything about each other like some of the past is the past let it stay in the past I guess the hard part is you never know when the present the past is going to catch up with your present and then all of a sudden it's like hey and same with Rosie Walsh's book hey why didn't you tell me all of this stuff that's really relevant right now well for a really long time it wasn't relevant so yes that's yeah. the problem mm-hmm. I mean and they, I did read this Bruna said this too you know if the story well the story brings up like you know the old adage wherever you go there you are and she mm. said can you really start a new life this is what Bruna asked and she said your past is always a part of you in this particular story different characters know different secrets and there's the past versus the present it's a very complex narrative and the viewer has to put the puzzle pieces together and I'm very excited about people unraveling it all yes but Mm. your past is always a part of you and can you really start a new life I mean I think you're saying yeah I think people should be allowed to reinvent themselves yeah and the question is how much of the their prior selves do they have to reveal and and if they're being honest about yeah certain things but see that's the thing I how much they reveal about their past selves or not I just don't buy the fact that finding out later makes the relationship a lie that to me that's just a bridge too far to me it's either the relationship is what it is it's something that defies facts and now 
new facts might change how you feel about the relationship. That's something different. But I don't the lie thing, you know. But I am an Aries, and we have no, a but very I agree with we you. have a very tenuous relationship with the truth. So well, yes, but I don't, and I think that I've evolved more towards you, and. And that's why, and again, I mean, this Rosie's book, it's the love of my life. We obviously love this book, but it did, that I thought was a great example of your point, which is once the lies were revealed, I was like, but their relationship is still their relationship. And I still feel the same way about their relationship as I did before learning these these secrets. You know? I agree. So. I didn't even think it was close. And Rosie was the, the wise one who said in our conversation, she said, there are people who will not be able to forgive yes. uh, mm-hmm. Emma for what she does yeah. in that book. So, so and, and maybe and a that, mother daughter is different than a romantic one. And in this instance, I think it's going to be I, the case that the secrets I, were meant to protect her, and so yeah. maybe people find that more forgivable. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Or I tolerable. definitely don't. I don't know. I know. I you, know. I'm just saying. I know. But but here's the thing. I think no matter what happens in the end, she's definitely going to go through a phase. I mean, I would too. This is. Oh God, I forgot to tell you this on a personal level. Something. A side note. But like, some things I say I don't care about. What I mean when I say I don't care is that I will be able to get over it. But yeah. I would be fucking fear if I found my my husband had like some secret life that I didn't know about like in the past I would be furious I would go ballistic I would throw shit and be angry and go through a whole thing but ultimately I would know at the end of that that the relationship we have is is incredibly real and so I wouldn't let anything take that away from me that's good but right. that doesn't mean I wouldn't be so angry. I would be so angry. So, so That's my point is good that you said that. I, that Andy's makes... going to go through that, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, but that's good to hear. Yeah, because if someone was listening, thinks, "Oh, well, no." I mean, the relationship is a relationship. No, but you got to even though process you it. I get still, there. Ha- yeah, I still have to process it. But at the end of the day, I can be a hundred percent certain that that's not going to ruin anything it's just something I need to go through and process for myself because presumably he or Laura the mother and pieces of her have already processed it and now they need to give time and space to the person who has to process it themselves to do that and that's fair yeah because she will you're right she there will be things she will now have to call into question that she's been told or parts of her childhood that now in this new lens is gonna seem just totally different and you're right doesn't mean at the end by the end after she processes all that she, we'll see where she can't out, but. right come back mm-hmm. to a to a place that looks a little bit more like the beginning so oh, interesting I didn't think yeah or I didn't think about with her this. mom I mean yeah 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 an authentic new relationship with her mom yeah I did not think about this while I was watching it at all, but as we're talking, this is reminding me so much of The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. Oh, yes. Right? That this journey, I mean, it's going to look a lot different in tone and, you know, content, but I feel like the themes and the journey, I feel like it's going to be... very much so. Yeah. It's like the last thing he told me with the vibe i've while i was watching it i did feel vibes of bloodline 
that oh, Coach yes. Taylor show. Yeah, co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Coach my God, Taylor, weird oh my God. connection. Linda Cardellini Cardellini's in it. Mm-hmm. W- it was in Bloodline. Also dead to me, which Minky Spyro, who directed pieces of her, also directed episodes of Dead to Me. Wow, it's all just oh, braiding it's all in front of me together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All, <laughs> all the connections. No, you're right. Everything he ever told me. Same. The last thing he told me. I mean, geez. Yes. Yeah. This like was the relationship lie. See, I guess I'm more like Hannah there, where I just know for sure. I don't know all the facts. I haven't processed my feelings, but I know for sure that the relationship was not a lie in any way. That's exactly right. And I think that's that was hard though, I think, again, for people. Like he took there there were lies, but she was so resolute about the fact that they were really in love. She didn't really question that, but everybody no. else did. Yes, and all yes, these, yes, you know, yes. Right. So, and yeah. that's what people do. And, yeah. and there were oh, moments, so of course, where she did. But but yeah, this question. Right, because you have to be able to process it. I get it. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And look, that book's been on the bestseller list for weeks and weeks and weeks. So people I think people it, like this issue, or they I like it, it to, to grapple weeks. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's a good one. But I just, I loved the idea of positioning reinvention against the relationship's a lie and mm-hmm. how we love the term reinvention and you're allowed to reinvent yourself. But but then do you think about the fact that someone might think the old person, the old version of you was a lie? I mean, was I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So... I want more space for reinvention yeah, well, and forgiveness, gonna... always forgiveness. But anyway. Right. And I think there'll be some of that in here too. I would assume yeah. so. But but I think we'll mostly be unraveling what the hell oh, happened yes. here. Oh, yes. Definitely. Um, and, putting, and putting the pieces together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to talk about cars. Yes, please. So this show went into pre-production well before the pandemic happened in fact they were really it took four months now every show is different with how much budget how much time how much all of that stuff resources they have to do pre-production some of it's really short four weeks some this one was four months which I think is a relatively long period of time and then they were about to shoot and COVID shut them down. They were in Vancouver and COVID shut them down. And they were like, oh my God, Bruna, can we bring this to Australia? Which was what they had done mm-hmm. for Nine Perfect Strangers. Even though it was supposed mm-hmm. to be in, in, North, uh, in California, they shot it in Australia because it was just working better there. They, for some reason, they, they figured it Bruna out. Bruna is Australian, we should yes, point out. She yes, she is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, Tony Collette, is she Australian? What is her accent? I don't know. How do I not know this, by the way? Yeah. But anyway. Well, well, look it up while I tell you that there's a lot of driving. As As we've already laid the groundwork, right? Andy has to leave the house, drive to the storage unit, then drive all the way up to Maine. And so we get that there's going to be a lot of driving and piecing things together at the same time. So there were a lot of cars involved. It's a lot of shots outside and a lot of shots on the street. And in Australia, they drive on the wrong side of the road, the wrong side of the car. And so they had to build dummy steering wheels 
and lower the real steering wheel as low as they could. I thought this was fantastic. And then yes, prop on the dummy steering wheel, put somebody in the passenger seat, and just do all this movie magic to make you not realize that they're driving the it, the wrong side of the car, wrong side of the road, all of it. I mean, that is I loved that. It. That was some movie magic, and they had a cargo freighter with 50 cars coming from the U.S. so that they could make this look much more authentic. They had planned for that. And then that, the cargo got delayed as as we know now, (laughs) everything has in COVID. And so they didn't even have those cars and that's why they had to go to this plan, you know, like, you know, B, C, D, F, G, whatever we are, Z at this point to to make dummy steering wheels. I mean, I just thought that was fascinating. I know. That was great. Fascinating. That was great. Yeah. I love yeah. to hear those little tidbits that you would never know. And Tony Collette is Australian. Okay, um, see. So there we go. And Bruna is a Leo, just so you know. Oh, just just, okay. just a quick check there. Just okay. a quick check. Good. Tony and Collette we, is November we must 1. Know. What is that, a Libra? It's a Libra, right? Tony Collette. Uh, November, November 1. 1. Yes. Yeah. And we we already, Karen Slaughter, we talked to her. I don't remember hers, though. Did we get her? I mean, she did tell us. I mean, we. I feel like yeah. I feel like we had to have asked. Well, we were a little afraid, I think, because we we loved Karen, but we weren't sure that she was the type of person that was going to give a fuck yeah, about astrology. Yes, we did. She's a Capricorn. That's right. Yeah, yes, just, yes. Yeah, we face our sense. fears, Kate. We face yeah, our we fears, do. even yeah, when absolutely. we're scared to ask. We ask. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. By the time we get to the astrology question, it's towards right. the end. And we had already We've got a vibe. just become fast friends with Karen by the end. Once oh, we yes. were. Yeah. Once we and got it to did, that. It did happen quickly. Another amazing thing. I, I don't know. I, ha- I don't have much else. This is probably the last thing I have. Karen direct, directed a question to Bella, the actress who this. plays Andy. And she says, well, I have to tell you, I had to get over my anger towards millennials to write yeah. you. Yeah, because, no, she said, because she said it was really hard for me to write your character, the character Andy, because I had to get over my disdain for millennials and avocado toast. Ah. <laughs> That's actually Even, what she said. That's fantastic. She puts, those two Even things better. apparently go together in her mind, millennials Obviously. and avocado toast. Obviously. And she hates them both, but hey. <laughs> yeah. And she said she usually writes badass women that are fully formed. And then she yes. sends them on a journey, but they are really fully formed, as we've seen in, in False Witness, which we interviewed for her for, and, and and all of her books. But this was a new piece yeah, for her little, to do the daughter yeah, yeah a little had coming to be of an, age in a way and I think she's just like yeah mm, I don't usually uh, do that yes yeah that was fantastic another another up. perfect zinger from thank you for getting that right I, I missed the avocado toast that's so good that was the only problem of watching this I love that we got this sneak preview but I couldn't stop it or rewind like you know right. to, like rehear things yes you know nope. it's Nope. Which is more One of an issue during only. the episode. Sometimes you're like, oh, wait, let me just, what did she just say? But I had to, I had to think fast and type yeah, fast. Yeah, that was perfect. And you're right, because when I'm preparing for the show, I'm sure you too. I mean, I rewind and and yeah. write things down and then go like line by line, piece of the line by piece of the line to get every word exactly right when I'm writing down something that really, really jumped out at me. So we couldn't do that couldn't on this. Yeah. Yeah. We were... 
on the fly, but on it was awesome. I'm so oh, glad so good. that we got to do this with the particularly with the with the Q and A after the virtual premiere. Mm. I felt very VIP. I'm not gonna lie. There could have been millions of people on this. I don't know, but I felt Excuse VIP. me, I don't know and I don't know I'll have to send you a picture. It's a terrible picture. But we'll have to post it in stories because I don't know if you saw this. It went yeah, very quick. Ex- so it, uh, yeah, prepared exclusively, exclusively. Exclusively for Kate Schumacher is what it said uh, to me. But I'm sure yours yes. said your name. It prepared mm-hmm. exclusively for Corinne Jade. Uh, I yeah. know. I know. So it's pretty I, cool. It was really freaking cool. So we'll have to put that up in our stories. Along with, speaking of freaking cool, you had posted, you had taken some good pictures. I had taken some terrible pictures of my screen. Thank goodness that you did better. And of the Q&A and of the six dream team women that we were looking at up there and posted it. And a lot of them reshared your story. I thought that was I so know. cool. I was dying. I know. I was dying too. I'm like, Charlotte Stout knows who we are. Oh my God. Or Loved Bella it. Heathcote. Yeah. So yeah. exciting. It, we'll, we'll post Karen, those. we've had like, I she know. did like it oh. and we've had, we, she was so generous she, when we did that she interview. Was. She posted about us so many times. That was yeah. amazing. She's amazing. Very cool. All right. Well, well so we're in on this, clearly. Yeah, we are. We are definitely in. I can't wait to we'll come back and see how it's all unfolding and, and how, how this puzzle is coming together and if we can make any sense of it. I'm ready. All right. Good. 